Some years ago, I was in Portland, and I received this Halloween reaction. I was walking in my cassock in the, in the, close to the parish, and someone said to me, nice costume. And I thought, I guess he doesn't believe that I am a priest. And dressing as a priest is not a costume, of course, but it expresses an identity. You know, when we use a costume, as we see these days, we walk away from our identity. We hide behind a costume or a mask, and that is great if you do it for fun once in a while, nothing wrong with that. But generally speaking, as Christians, we are called to be who we are, to grow in authenticity, to show more clearly, more authentically who we are. And the holier we become, the more ourselves we become. The saints in heaven are all interesting, all unique, each one of them having reached the best version of themselves, having grown to the full stature of Christ. The white robes described in the first reading are no costumes but, or uniforms, but they express the light that each one of them reflects from God in a different and a personal way. They reach the full version of what they were called to be in this life. The second reading says, what we who are walking in this life shall be has not yet been revealed. What a promise. What we will be has not yet been revealed to us, but it has been revealed to the saints, to the ones who are in heaven. They reached that vocation, so to say, that stature that they were called to, to reach. Today we celebrate all the saints, the feast of all the saints. It's a big celebration for the Catholic Church. We don't focus on one saint, but all the saints together. We celebrate the big ones, the most famous ones, like you know, St. Paul, St. Francis, St. Dominic, Ignatius, Teresa of Avila, and the like. But with them, all those saints who did not get canonized, but are in heaven anyways. The first reading says that they are a great multitude, which no one could count, from every race, nation, people, and tongue, standing before the Lamb. A great multitude, millions of people who are already in heaven. So tonight we celebrate in the first place the holiness of God, the glory of God, the power of God, the light of God that has been somehow bestowed upon this multitude of people that are already in heaven. And we celebrate not only their numbers, but also their diversity, so to say, every race, people, and tongue. The church was born diverse at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit brought so many races and tongues together offering for a moment at the beginning what would be the end, our home, a glimpse of heaven, where there will be the richness of diversity with the joy of unity in God. No suspicion, no enmity, no division, but mutual enjoyment in God, who is all in all. The church is like, if you can picture this image, like an inverted pyramid 
the church we see the pilgrim church is small is a small part of the smallest part of the whole church it's an apex it's an angle the inferior angle but there's an invisible part of the church that has made it to heaven it's the biggest part and there are millions millions and millions and today we celebrate their victory and their company for us in one of his oxford sermons newman cardinal newman saint john henry newman he wrote the rain falls and the wind blows and showers and storms have no existence beyond the time when we felt them they are nothing in themselves but if we have but once seen any child of adam we have seen an immortal soul it has not passed away as a breeze or sunshine but it lives every single individual in this history of mankind has an eternal destiny with his whole his or her own uniqueness and today we raise our hope that many of those are in heaven millions of immortal and individual souls unique unique in their beauty in their personality shining with the light of god wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands in heaven we will find many saints of whom the world doesn't know anything about pope francis called them the middle class of holiness i like that expression many of these middle class saints because we can also you know have this aspiration to belong to this middle class of holiness many of these uncanonized saints in fact might be very important in heaven because holiness is not so much a matter of what we do but how much love and faith we put in what we do mother teresa of calcutta said this very clearly she, she, she said this it is not how much we do but how much love we put in the doing that's more important to almighty god maybe i can peel only potatoes but i must do that peeling of potatoes beautifully that's my love for god in action and she's one of the biggest in heaven but she said that to us you can only peel potatoes do it with love do it beautifully and you can become a saint we can all become a saint in this book the great divorce c.s lewis uh, like a contemporary dante he imagines a tour into heaven so there's this guide and this visitor and they find in one of the chapters this very important lady preceded with an impressive procession and the visitor imagines or thinks that she might be our lady because she was you know preceded with so many people and i will read i will read from him now first came bright spirits who dance and scatter flowers then on the left and right came youthful shapes boys upon one hand and girls upon the other between them went musicians and after these a lady in whose honor all this was being done is it is it i whispered to my guide not at all said he it's someone you'll never heard of her name on earth was sarah smith and she lived at golders green she seems to be well a person of 
particular importance, says the visitor. Yes, says the guy. She is one of the great ones. You have heard that fame in this country and fame on earth are two quite different things. And who are all these young men and women in each side? They are her sons and daughters. She must have had a very large family, sir. Every young man or boy that met her became her son, even if it was only the boy that brought the meat to her back door. Every girl that met her was her daughter. So the idea this is Sarah Smith of, that no one knew anything about, just an ordinary person like all of us, became a great saint in heaven, preceded by all these people whom somehow have benefited from her love on earth. She did the daily things with love, with faith, with trusting God. And under the eyes of God, this is very important. So tonight we celebrate all the saints that are already in heaven. They made it. We are like that crowd cheering at the finish line of a marathon. I, mean, I don't know if you've ever been there, but they are cheering. Or, or maybe better, we are like the ones who are running behind them. And we are happy that someone is already there. And because then we think, now, I will be there at some point. And we, we praise God in his power to sanctify to raise us up into communion with him. But it is not only a day to praise God for his victory, but it's also a reminder for ourselves that we are called to holiness as well. You know that Second Vatican Council reminded about this truth in one of the documents, the Lumen Gentium. It says, fortified by so many and such powerful means of salvation, all the faithful, whatever their condition or state, are called by the Lord, each in his own way, to the perfect holiness, whereby the Father himself is perfect. All of them, all of us, whatever their condition or state, we are called by the Lord personally, each one in our own way, to holiness. It's what theologians call the universal call to holiness. And we should not be afraid of this call or resist it. On the contrary, we should give our best to follow the promptings of the Spirit that once in a while, and I'm, I'm sure you felt this from inside, we feel this prompt to be more, you know, more detached, more generous, more prayerful, more trusting in God. The Lord works from within. If we come to Mass, we receive the sacraments. If we pray, we read the Bible, we participate in the community. I'm sure we feel this movement from inside once in a while, like, okay, you can do this, you can do that, or you can walk away from this or that. Holiness is not so far away from, from where we are, from our daily experience. Right? We're not so far away from holiness, from our own holiness, from the one that we are called to somehow embrace and receive. Because if we were so far away, how could we ever even try to achieve it or receive it from God? If it's a call for myself, for my personal uniqueness, it has to be more or less close to where I am now. 
Imagine for a moment, if you were a saint today, if you were a saint already, how would your life look like? Probably not so different. You would do the same things that you're doing. You would study, you would work, you would hang out with friends, play sports, you know, take care of your family, endure your crosses. But you would be somehow like penetrated by the grace of God. More. Others around you would perceive a note of joy, of generosity, of Christ-centeredness, of purity, of acceptance, of interest on others. Don't we long for that? Don't we want that for our lives to keep doing what we're doing but more united with God, more in communion with the Trinity? Don't we want that? Aquinas was, was approached once by her, his sister, who asked him how, what did she have to do to become a saint? She wanted to be a saint. So she asked her brother, what should, what should she do? And he said, want it. Want it first. So if we want it, what should we do? We pray. We pray for it. We honestly and authentically say, Lord, make me a saint today. Give me the grace that I need to be faithful to your Holy Spirit. Transform me into someone more like you. And also into someone more like myself. That is the paradox of holiness. If we pray like this, it will happen. Not to say that we won't experience you know, the power of evil as well in our life, but we will be sanctified daily by the grace of God, and we will allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. If we aim to heaven, then heaven comes down to us, so to say, because it's simple. God wants us holy, and if we want to be holy, then it happens. We are united with the will of God. There's a reason why the gospel today is about the Beatitudes. It begins by blessed, by proclaiming us happy, blessed, if we aim to heaven. Blessed are you if you are more like Christ, little by little, if you want to be more like him, poor in spirit, meek, righteous, merciful, clean of heart, peacemaker. Even if that entails some hardships. After all, the saints, according to the first readings, are those who have survived the great distress. But they were faithful, and even in trials, even in difficult times, we pray, Lord, make me faithful in the things that I have to face today. I don't have to go anywhere you know, distant or do something strange to become a saint. Just have to walk my path, but with you, united with you, with the means that you give me for holiness. And remember that the gospel today ends with the reward. The Lord says, your reward will be great in heaven. 